0: And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business. Now, my guest today says no amount of denying happiness will diminish loss. Life is to be lived loss is inevitable and happiness should always be embraced. And joining me on today's show is Lisa Kaplan. Lisa is a psychologist. She's also a professional certified coach and she teaches others how to be coaches, giving numerous talks around communication, around executive presence as well as leadership. Now, she considers herself a life coach for the business world and that often the issues that show up at work also show up in our personal lives. And when we figure out one aspect and we figure that out, we influence other aspects of our lives as well. So on today's show, she's going to share network, network, network. It's important to be networking. Also, keep going even if it is only one tiny step at a time. And what are you most afraid of? do that first. So welcome to the show, Lisa.
1: Thanks, Anne-Marie. I'm happy to be here.
0: We've got so much to cover and I uh, really want to dive into this. But for those of you who are listening and watching live, you have the opportunity, if you want to, to also participate. So if you've got any comments or questions you want to ask of Lisa, add them in the che- uh, comment box and then I'll introduce those as we go along. But Lisa, back to what we were talking about today around networking, networking, networking. I mean, now is a time where I have found the opportunity to network far more, particularly online. Online, uh even though we are now here in Melbourne, Australia, in our 200th day of lockdown, I believe, oh. but I've been doing more networking than I have ever done over the last kind of 18 months or so. Uh, to share a little bit more about that. But one of the things that I wanted to, to ask you, because you're also a psychologist, where we find ourselves, whatever situation, it really depends on our mindset and our attitude, doesn't it, on how best we move forward. So speak a little bit about that, too, if you would. So
1: both parts, I think they tie so nicely together. For me, my business really took off when I started to network, when I started to Get connect with other people, that helped my mindset, right? So I, I met other people, I started to learn from them, particularly women, that's who I networked up with a lot at the very beginning. The, the connection, we all thrive in connection. Um, so having the connection, learning about other people, them learning about me, it, it all just built on itself. It helped me with my mindset as well. I, I observed how other people were showing up, how they were talking about their businesses, which helped me. It's really hard at first, right? It's really, I was talking to a new business owner earlier today. and She said, it's just so stressful at the beginning. It's hard to get out there. That's why the network, the networking piece is such a huge aspect of this.
0: Yeah. Share a little bit more about, um, I guess, some of the things and insights that you've learned, because what you mentioned there from this woman that you were speaking to, that it is difficult to get out. I also think too, if I look back, it's finding the flow that fits in best and being able to give yourself permission to, look, it's just a conversation. Don't put parameters around that, which maybe you've heard other people say, well, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. I mean, women, we're naturally, good. well, I mean, I know I'm generalizing, but Typically, we're naturally good at conversation, find your style and approach and give yourself permission to do that. But what are some insights that you've learned along the way?
1: I think the biggest one is if you're going to have a conversation with somebody, have a conversation, ask questions, make it a mutual conversation versus I'm just going to tell you about me. And then, oh, it's been nice talking to you by, that's never going to be a successful way. I try to ask more questions of somebody. Tell me about yourself, about your business. What are the things you're working on? And I really, to your point, making it your own Comfort zone. A lot of people said, "Oh, you have to have a call to action. You have to sell right in that conversation." I actually found that icky, for lack of a better word. Um, And and really, the conversations led to more real relationships over time. So that people either referred to me, or they hired me, or they spoke well of me to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I know when I've met people, and all they're doing is selling to me or they're only talking about themselves, I'm not likely to refer them to anybody else because there's yeah. not like a good connection.
0: And I love the way that you said, take the time to build that relationship. And what I'd love for you to also share a little bit more, cause I'm sure that you've got some insights on this. You know, sometimes we're told, you know, go in for the conversation. These are the things that you need to do and then walk away with the sale. I mean, I would rather spend more time building the relationship. And so that may mean that you might have follow-up conversations as as well. Share right. a little bit more about the process that you follow, because this is obviously a process that you have that works well for you. And right. by sharing that, other people I'm hoping will go, you know what, that kind of fits me too. These are the things that I'll look at. What am I doing and what fits in with my style and approach? So what have, right. what is sort of your process
1: So my process is to literally to my goal of the conversation is to get to know somebody. That is my goal. And maybe I can help them with as they might want to hire me. Maybe I can help them or support them in some other way. Maybe it's just a nice friendly conversation. One of my favorite stories is uh, I met I met a woman at a networking event. She was a guest. She's reached out and said, I'd like to go out for coffee with you. We, this is obviously pre-COVID. We met for coffee. We had a great conversation. And five years later, she hired me. Five years. Um, but she said, I wasn't ready at the time. I loved the conversation with you. I kept your card. I thought about you. And she actually followed me on my website. So I send out a weekly blog. She read my blog. Five years later, she hired me. I'd rather have that because it was very natural. It was authentic. It was the right time for her than me pushing to sell her at that time. And it wasn't, then no one wins in that space. It's not a good working relationship that way. This was a true win-win. She was ready. So I think that over that getting comfortable with that, that conversation is the first conversation. Now, some people might hire you on the spot. Great, that's fantastic. They're ready to go. Some people might not. In fact, they might never hire you, but that's still a good relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Something that you mentioned too—that you you had a conversation and be curious about other people because you never know uh, who you may have in your network that is providing a solution or support that can really support the person to whom you're speaking with. And mm-hmm. sharing those resources and connecting those people, I think, is just part of that whole relationship building, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. that adds value to you as an individual to say, well, you're a, you know, you're a trustworthy person who's mm-hmm. got some really great connections. So that's certainly something that we can continue to do. But also too, would you say that sometimes people who would say to you, well, Lisa, I've been doing a lot of networking and I don't have those kind of stories are you clear on what it is that you do and how you can help people so that when you get an opportunity to share what you do, that other person says, I get it. And I can now think about people who I might have in my network that are struggling with what Lisa can support them with so I can connect the two. Would you say one of the reasons maybe people are not generating any results from networking is because they haven't clarified what they can do, who they can support.
1: A hundred percent. And even some people who are kind of clear or a little more clear on, on what they do, they don't say it in a way that, so I go to a networking group, our, we get a one minute elevator pitch. If in that one minute, it's not a hundred percent clear about what I do. Um, and, and I don't really sell myself in that one minute. Who's, no one's going to call me. And yes. so I think people are not networking well. You you really have to be clear. You have to be able to say it in under a minute often and you've got to be excited about it. This is what I do. I'm excited about it. Here's, here's what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a huge piece. It's, it's, Ineffective networking, and and it's not because they don't want to be. They, I think, often people don't know how to be effective networkers.
0: I agree with that, and um, you know, it wasn't. To, and, I, and I mentioned earlier that I've probably done more networking. I have done more networking now than I have ever done in the last eighteen months. Than I have ever done in my entire life of, of business because I'm naturally an introvert. So I'm not going to go out and have these conversations. It took me a little while to find my flow. And then all of a sudden it clicked and I went, I get this. And I actually love the connecting. I found the way that an introvert networks who loves those deeper conversations and loves prefers that more one, one on one. So find your flow and then um, and then just continue to do that. But certainly make sure that your message is clear because you may be having wonderful conversations, but people are leaving thinking, I'd love to help that person, but I'm not really sure what, what they do. Let's yeah. talk to, into the next point that you want to share, because keep going, even if it only one step at a time and we can relate that to what we're talking about networking 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 but what about i mean many of us now are faced with complexities even in the circumstances around us that has you know requiring us to adapt and sometimes for those of us who may not like to adapt very much and change i'm, I'm the opposite i love change uh, but but what can you share some insights that look just keep going one step at a time it can be anything to you, and I, I'm I'm talking to moms these days with you
1: know kids at home or all the chaos that's going on at the United States. It's it's really pretty much a mess. And I say, what's one little thing you could do today for your business? You could send you could send a quick email. You could write a post on social media saying, "Hey, um, we're all stressed. I'm here for you if you need to talk." And a little something, just a tiny little something that that leads you to feeling like you're moving forward in some way um so many little things we can do people tend to think if i'm going to post on social media it has to be like this you know war and peace this whole novel no it doesn't you could put a lovely quote or a picture of a flower people need a little sunshine and happiness right now so anything that you can bring that shows a little bit of you whether personally or professionally is a step forward
0: Yes. Yeah. And also too, I think, you know, if I think back, I me, mean, my, my children are all older, so I don't have to juggle, um, you know, homeschooling and a lot of other myriad of, of tasks. But one of the things that I, if I reflect back to when I, I did have to do that, so often as women, we feel like we have to do everything. We have to show up a hundred percent in all of those areas. But something that my mother shared with me years ago, that she was told by an uncle, she's, and he, she, he said to her, the season in your life is to be a mum and do that to the glory of God. I mean we, we're Christians. so that's what you know he said do that to the glory of God and then next season when when that changes a little bit, then you can step fully into the other areas. So if we are running a business yet we need to homeschool, don't let the guilt, oh I really should be doing that and I really should be doing that because that in itself can really inhibit everything, isn't it? So right. what season what is in front of you now do that release the other things, speak a bit more about that from a psycho, from a psychologist's point of view, because that it's easy to say, but far more difficult to do, I think. So what are some insights you can share around that, that we can release some of those other things which we may want to be doing, but just at this moment in time, focus on this because this is going to also support us as individuals.
1: Absolutely. Well, and, and I want to point out, cause people sometimes will say, well, that's coming from a place of privilege. No doubt that is accurate. Even if it's not coming from a place of privilege, how helpful is it to feel guilty? Typically yeah. not helpful at all. How helpful is it to beat up on yourself for not getting something done? Not helpful at all. So the concept of, I'm going to do what I can do right now. And I'm going to leave the rest behind because I can't control it is really the best way to be in that moment, whether it's with your children, whether it's on your business is to truly, truly be in that moment and and really to say to yourself when I'm able, I will get to that piece and and allow that grace that, that really has to happen ultimately for us to, to be fully present and enjoy what we're doing.
0: Yeah. You know, because I think, you know, when you think about all of the things that um, we can be doing and, you know, there's a saying, well, we can do everything and we can have everything you can, but not all in the one time, you know, you know, coming from a place of privilege, speak a little bit more about that. What, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, I don't know if privilege, it's a word we're using a little more in the States. I don't know about in Australia, but it means, you know, I know there's food on my table. I know that I have a roof over my head. Um, So it's easy for me to say, yeah, don't worry about that other thing. Just focus on your kids because I don't actually have to worry about those other things. So there there is a place of privilege with that. Whereas maybe a single mother has to put food on her table and take care of her kids. And and my advice still would be somewhat similar in that take one thing at a time, do one thing at a time, because that's really all you can control, but also to know that I'm not in, my shoes are, are different. And, yeah. and I really want to hold space for that someone else's experience can be different or less privileged than mine.
0: You know, it's interesting you should say that because, you know, when I hear someone, um, and let's unpack this a little bit, goes because, because sometimes, and I don't know if there's a term for this, and, and you know, share if you, you've got this. So we may be okay. And so get my, let's use me as an example. You know, beat me up. That's okay. I've got thick skin. So you know, <laughs> I don't have children, yet I can... Um, you know, feel, not feel sorry. That's not right. I, I recognise that it is going to be more to manage for people who do have children at home and run a business. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not going to do is take guilt on myself to say, oh, I feel so guilty that I am here not with children. Does that make sense? Why would we then take on that um, experience or um, that mindset that we feel guilt? I mean, that, that just no. doesn't is that so? No. Exactly what you're saying. Sometimes, as women, we can do that. That we can start. Is that kind of what? you're Well,
1: saying? I think you're bringing up a, a good point on a, on a couple of pieces. One is my awareness of someone else's situation, my privilege, and maybe theirs isn't is not for me to own guilt because that who's that going to help? That's not going to yeah. help her or me. That's yeah. not. It's more to be compassionate to hold space that the experience is different, um, and you know I think guilt of any sort, and women are notoriously good at it.
0: Not helpful. <laughs> right, not helpful at all. And guess what? That woman who may have additional thing. How dare we say we feel sorry for you? Because she said, "Look, I've got this. You know, right. I've got." This. So, in other words, it's right. so be mindful because we can then take on other people that we assume that that's you know what's going on for them. But they go, you know what? You deal with your stuff because I've got mine under control. Even though, yes, it may be a little bit more. Um, yeah, right. It's also condescending to have pity. It's it's not. Really-
1: I think the, the the idea here is not to have pity, but really to to say, oh wow, your experience is different. You know, yeah. Tell me how I can help. You know, yeah. how can I support you in your yeah. experience being different than mine? Or at least that we have an awareness of a different experience
0: yeah because yeah. there's so much going on isn't there even underlying and I know from a um a psychologist point of view you see the motive or what's driving that behavior and you know we hear a lot of people that start saying you know well that comment offended me well I just want to say really well just stop it it's like that <laughs> and I know it's easy but it's like why why would you bring that on yourself everyone's entitled you know know what I mean? So anyway, when I your <laughs> own opinions and stuff, don't let what someone else says offend right. you. Right. Why would you, you know, so, right. which is a whole other topic on, on its own, For but sure. I love the way that you said, you know, appreciate, show compassion. But I, I remember a term that one of my coaches mentioned, and it's so true, compassionate detachment. So you're detached from that because otherwise, if you get caught up in that, then you can't help someone.
1: Right. We oh call it God. in the coaching world. We call it detached involvement, yes. um, which means I care very much, but I'm not attached to your outcome. I care about you. I'm present for you. I'll hold space for you. But me being attached to your outcome is not good for either of us.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you want people that are around you in that space. So be mindful about, you know, the people that you surround yourself with, I think, because the people who you want to surround yourself are going to support you and be there as you're taking that one step. They're not going to get on board and get into the, well, woe is you kind of thing. I don't want people to do that. I want you to to go, I'm sorry. Yep. That's terrible. Let's move forward. I want them to go, right, lift up forward, let's go kind of let's thing. Go. Empowering you know, those, people. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Let's talk about what you are most afraid of. Do that first. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about this. What What can you share here?
1: Well, almost always that I see with my clients, whether they're wanting to be uh, business owners or they're in the corporate world is there's something they're afraid of. Um, and that that one thing that they're afraid of, being ashamed, being embarrassed, not knowing enough, whatever it is, that's the thing that's holding them back. Mm. And So I always say, take it, take that thing and go do it. Um, if your biggest fear is that you're gonna make a fool out of yourself, you know what? Go make a fool out of yourself and see that you're gonna live through it. Yes. Go through it, you know, ask a question that you, oh, what if my boss thinks I'm dumb? Then your boss thinks you're dumb. Keep going, like it, it It's that little fear that keeps us from taking the risks that actually lead us to growth.
0: Yeah. should say that Lisa, because I, I, um, I think my husband was at a meeting and on, on Zoom, and he asked a question because he's not one to hold anything back. He's direct and and uh, to the point, and it was interesting. He asked the question, and then after the meeting, a few people said, "I'm so glad you asked that question. I had that too, but I was a little bit hesitant to um, bring that forward." So it's not just women that can that that can oh, have sure. that but men oh. too, because what's interesting, we can take um, our own. Um, perception and you know that inner critic, all of that, and really cloud um, our, our judgment of things, isn't it? Or prejudgment or appreciation of certain circumstances. Would you also say that sometimes when we're looking at doing something, um, is to also look behind? Well, what's driving that fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: that's a that's a huge coaching question. Is <clears throat> what makes you afraid of that? Where did that fear come from? Um, <clears throat> what are you telling yourself about that situation or that fear? And often when I'll say to my client, tell me the story you're telling yourself about that fear and they tell me and then they go, well, that was kind of stupid,
0: <laughs> you know, and then they voice oh, it out loud and they hear themselves. Yes.
1: And then they go, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't even say anything. I'm just like listening. And then they say, well, yeah, I'll, I'll survive that. And which is often a question I'll ask. I'll say, so you said your biggest fear was making a fool out of yourself in the meeting. Let's say you make a fool out of yourself in the meeting. Can you live with that? And if they say yes, I go, well, there you go. Yeah. Then you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I mean, what what, what classifies making a fool of yourself? Right, exactly. You know, other people don't agree with you. That's okay. The edge, everyone's entitled to your opinion. But can we unpack this a little bit? I mean, like- but specify, what evidence do you need that you would be a fool of yourself? Yep. Wearing a clown hat or something, you know, people okay. laughing at you. That laugh may be an appreciation, Just you know. It's a story. It is. Exactly. It's a story and
1: it's subjective, right? Yeah, there's yeah. not an yeah. objective meter of making a fool of yourself.
0: No. Right. And, you know, another thing that I think we can really look at what you're speaking into is that whole um, particularly around sharing our message Uh, going and doing Facebook Lives or going on a podcast interview, starting your own podcast, that inner critic saying, well, who on earth would want to listen to me? You know, who's interested in my content? What do I, you know, how do I um, dare put myself forward as someone who knows something about that? I mean, you can really use the concept of what you're speaking about to this situation too, yes? 100%.
1: Yes, absolutely. That that often that, that we call it imposter syndrome. Do you use that as well in, yes. in Australia? Um we call it imposter syndrome that Who am I to, you know, be a coach or be a leader or have a podcast? And as soon as we hear those words, that's a great opportunity to say, well, I am actually someone who knows the answers to these. (laughs) I am good at this to remind ourselves, like I actually trained to become a coach or a psychologist or, you know, uh, I know a lot of information to, to run a podcast and to remind ourselves of our skills and our qualities and all the things that we bring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who are you not? It kind of aligns with that Marianne Peterson, I think, yeah. who said, Who are you not? Right. Um, How dare you not?
1: Bring
0: your fabulous self to the table. Exactly. exactly. And, you know, I'm a firm believer, and I've seen it over, you know, having done thousands of interviews. Everyone has a unique story and journey that they have walked, and through that, have come up with principles, steps, methodologies, ways that they have overcome those challenges. Now, I am sure that someone who is currently in the situation that you were maybe decades ago, if you've got a faster way of getting through that, if you've got words of of hope and inspiration, empowerment, wouldn't you think that they would like to hear that?
1: Exactly. No. Why? <laughs> I mean, I've learned so much from my own mentors, from other people that I've worked with, from my own coaches that I've hired. I've learned so much. Why? Why would you like if I could skip a few steps and just get to that next place? Yes. Why not?
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I can just imagine if someone were uh, sitting across a boardroom table from you 10 years later, and you shared something about how you could, you know, how you're now supporting someone, wouldn't you think that they would lean across the table and say, I wish you would have told me that 10 years ago, because we would be sitting here years, you know, far more, more quicker. And so let's let's unpack that just a little bit. We've got a little bit more time, and then I'd love for you to share how people can get in touch with you. That whole imposter syndrome—I think we almost—it's a—it's something that many of us um, can relate to, no matter what stage of our career that we would in, uh, were in. Were in. I I think people would be surprised uh, at if if people that I'm sure we admire that we've seen on stage that we're regularly listening to and watching in some shape or form, maybe not every day, but certainly at times throughout the year or so has that inkling of, "Mm," but you know what, they just get out there and do it anyway. Share a little bit more about some of the things that we can do to help us to take that one tiny step forward to address that imposter syndrome
1: well one is be aware of the imposter imposter syndrome like really hear the story you're telling yourself i'm not good enough to do this who do i think i am and hear it without judgment like oh there's that imposter syndrome huh i must be about to take a big risk because that's when that imposter syndrome actually shows up and to be aware of it um accept it and then choose what you want to do. Am I going to let that imposter syndrome voice stop me from doing something that I know I'm good at and where I can bring value and the remind, what you would do to a dear friend or a sister or, you know, a mentor or a mentee, you'd say, of course, you're qualified to do that. Go out there and go do that. Same thing to yourself. Plant a seed, I've got this, I'm gonna go do it and walk into it. It that's the the only way to manage imposter syndrome is to walk into it and do your thing. Yeah. So, all the way.
0: Yeah. I love the, the the way that you have just expressed the importance of recognition first, having that awareness, because then we can start to see patterns come up. And I love the way, and I'll draw our attention back to when I introduced you, you said, you know, when you figure out one aspect of your life, it often affects you know, influence is another aspect of your life as well. And, you know, I'm sure as a psychologist, you also say how something is showing up in one area of your life will somehow be impacting other areas of your life. And so, you know, what other areas in your life may be impacting you that you're not stepping out, that you're not sharing your voice? Because I think we're in a time in you know, everybody around the world, we need to hear voices of inspiration, hope, possibility. You know, you may have the solution or a voice, a story, a message that is going to change culture, maybe in your immediate community, but that filters out. And we've got the technology now, don't we, Lisa, to be able to, you you and I are sitting on opposite sides of the, the planet, And I think we've all proven that what can happen in one side of the world can shut down the entire world. So how about we use that concept and and start to share a virus of possibility and hope that cuts through the fear mongering Mm -hmm. that is going around in the doom and gloom. Let's spread Mm -hmm. a virus of, of hope and possibility. Lisa, how can people find out more about who you are, what you do, how you may be able to support them?
1: Well, you can definitely find me on my website. It's lisacaplin.com, K-A-P-L-I-N. That's how we spell it. Um, Blame my husband. Uh, Or you can email me at lisa at LisaKaplan.com. I'm pretty easy to find. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, those places. So you can find me there. I'm happy to get on a call anytime and talk about what I do and hear about what other people are doing.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So please reach out to, to Lisa. And before we, um, finish up the show, you know, we'll go back to the networking, networking, networking point. You and I met at a networking event. It was a, Online boardroom Um, that uh, we ran through Lisa Fisk and Leadership Global, which is a fantastic organization. And it just goes to show that we are here today having this conversation because of networking opportunities. And uh, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, Lisa. I know that we've also had a private conversation as well, which kind of led to, to, to featuring you on the show. So, get out there and network. It doesn't matter if you are uh, not able to travel or able to, even for us, we're not even allowed to leave five kilometres from our home. It doesn't matter. We can network, network, network around the globe. In fact, I start off today, I'm interviewing you over in the US. What part of the US are you in, Lisa? Chicago. I'm in
1: Illinois. Okay.
0: And then I finish tonight in UK. So wow. I am traveling the globe You're today. moving. You're, yeah, yes, I'm doing, you're doing the full circle move. of the globe today. And uh, Love from that. The of my own office. So there you go. Well, look, Lisa, it's been such a treat speaking with you today. And please yeah. reach out to Lisa. Uh, as you can tell, she's got some great insights to share and can certainly support you um, in whatever endeavors that you need. So thanks once again, Lisa.
1: Thanks, Anne-Marie.
0: This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's the influencealliance.com slash podcast series.